welcome back to another episode of I Totally Get That, the podcast that gives unsolicited advice about life, friendships, dating, and all that good stuff in between. I'm your host, Nat, and thanks for tuning in. I, of course, appreciate it as always. And in full transparency, I deeply, sincerely, genuinely apologize for being a bit MIA the past few weeks. Um, I have been working 60 plus hour weeks and I have had very little time to actually relax. So when I get those moments, I really cherish them and just kind of vegetate on my couch with my dog. So I just took a little break from recording because my brain has just been mush. And tomorrow I am actually flying out to Denver for a week. So I just wanted to make sure that I take some time to give you some content. So hopefully you enjoy today's episode. If this is your first episode, or if you are a returning listener, please make sure to like, subscribe, rate my my podcast on Apple or Spotify reviews. I will absolutely love you forever. Please share this podcast with anyone who you think would enjoy my content or someone who could benefit from my content. And I will um, absolutely adore you. You are an absolute gem if you do this. <laughs> um, but anyway, I am currently snuggled in my bed recording this episode with my puppy right next to me. So if you hear any snoring... <laughs> It's not me. It is my puppy. He is a big snorer and he farts a lot. So if you hear any background noise, that's what it is. <laughs> so I had an amazing evening. I went to go see Rachel and Lindsay and she was absolutely incredible. I feel like my my expectations were already pretty high and she just like blew that out of the park. If you don't know who she is, she was a bachelorette on ABC's show. She was the first black bachelorette, which is really cool. And not to hate on anyone's profession, but most people who go on that show are either unemployed or quote unquote an entrepreneur or, you know, it's just always something like very vague. I feel like it's very rare to see people who have professions that are a little bit more complex. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if complex is the right word. But anyway, she was an attorney, actually, when she was on the show. And I personally think she was one of the best bachelorettes, if not the best bachelorette. And since then, she has just really... She has honestly thrived so much and I think she's been able to grow her career in such an admirable way like she she's a the host of a show that show called extra like they talk about pop culture news and all of that and celebrities so sometimes she'll like be on that show or like she'll be on the red carpets um she's also a podcast host she does a podcast with um, Van Lathan Jr. 
if you ever watch TMZ, Van used to be one of the reporters on the show. He's notoriously known for uh, basically like telling um, telling off Kanye West when Kanye was saying that slavery was a choice. I know that is just so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and um, they have a really, really great podcast. I love listening to it. So if you like to learn about pop culture and politics and black culture and all of that, listen to Higher Learning. It is absolutely amazing. But anyway, Rachel has written a couple books and she recently published a fiction and it is about a woman who decides. So it's kind of like based off of um, a what if, if she hadn't been um, the bachelorette. So it's about a woman who decides not to go on this dating show and rather her friend ends up going on the show. And so she sees all of the, um, she sees the journey that her friend is able to take. And I think she, she has to navigate, um, the, like with the decision that she made and, um, think about the what ifs and all of that. So she, Rachel was, um, in my neck of the woods. So I was like, okay, I have to go. This is my one shot to meet this woman who I absolutely adore and admire, um, and oh, she was just so great. It's always, you know, people always say it's don't meet your heroes because <laughs> you might just end up being disappointed. Uh, I've heard so many stories of people meeting a celebrity or someone that they admire in person and then just being devastated because they end up being a diva or someone that's very pretentious and just not very nice to people. But Rachel was absolutely lovely um it was so cool to be like I was like sitting in the front and it was just she just has such a warm presence and she has like everything she says is always just so valuable I feel like she has such great experience to share she has wonderful insight um she's very very well read and yeah, it was great. And meeting her, I got to meet her. I was so nervous. I don't typically like fangirl over people like like in general. And so um, it's kind of funny that I was so nervous to meet her, but she was so wonderful. And she signed my book. And uh, I, yeah, I'm so happy that I went. And I went by myself too, which I'm proud of because I've been trying to put myself out there a little bit more and go to things, start going to things alone again, because I used to be really good at that. And for some reason, I just, I don't know, I haven't been able to do a lot of things um, on my own comfortably. So I'm really happy that I was able to enjoy this night. Um, I need to share my picture <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter or something um, to show the world that I met the Rachel and Lindsay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really, really great. And something that really resonated with me was the fact that Rachel is so authentic. And I'm kind of rolling my eyes as I say the authentic because I feel like that word is so overused now. There's so many influencers who 
always say they're trying to be authentic and provide, you know, real content, whatever that means. And I think it's almost become a trend to like pretend that you're being authentic and you're really not being authentic, if that makes sense. But I feel as though Rachel is someone who truly embodies that word. She doesn't give an F what people think. She owns who she is and she's confident in who she is. She's not afraid to voice her opinion or um, disagree with someone. She's very, she stands very firm in her values and her beliefs. And I think another thing that I really admire about her is that if she has an opinion about something, I mean, she she's on podcasts a lot and she does a lot of speaking engagements. Um, so she does often share her thoughts on, you know, political issues or pop culture news that's going around. And she is someone who is okay to admit when she's wrong or if she changes her mind about what she initially thought about something. Um, and I really like that. I think it's just a good example of showing how real she is. And um, she's just not afraid to be authentic, to be wrong, to learn, to grow. Especially, you know, in this cancel culture world, it is so difficult. <laughs> so, so difficult um, to have opinions sometimes because everyone's always looking for anything to ruin your career, cancel you, and I I think Rachel does a really good job at um, just being so graceful. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for blabbing on about um, Rachel and Lindsay. She's just really, really great. I have been feeling pretty good lately despite being stressed out, that kind of contradicts its, itself. But in regards to my health, I am just feeling very motivated and really positive, which is really, really new because my health and just my body image and all of that has always been a struggle since I can remember. And right now I have really been putting in a lot of effort and focus into making sure that I'm taking care of my body, listening to my body, nourishing my body in any way that I can. And I'm finally seeing the results slowly but surely. And so I just feel super proud of myself because, yeah, it is really hard. <laughs> it's not easy because I love to eat. I mean, I'm a Yelp elite, so I love going to restaurants. I love trying different foods. I know one of my best friends listening is going to say, that's not true. You just like going to Olive Garden every week, which is not true. <laughs> I like trying new things, okay? But I really enjoy treating myself, but I have had to learn how to do that a little bit better in moderation. So, the past couple months, I've been trying to just really focus on that. And I am so stoked for my doctor's appointment at the end of the month. Never thought I would say to myself that I'm excited to go talk to my doctor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited because since we met in, I think it was end of December, so end of 2022, 
I um I have lost 20 pounds or I'm almost at 20 pounds. I'm like almost there. I have like two more pounds. <laughs> but I pretty much almost lost 20 pounds, which is amazing um and I know numbers are not the most important thing like to me it's more so just making sure I'm taking care of myself a lot better but I feel like the fact that I'm doing that it's showing in more ways than one and so you know a couple weeks ago I was like okay I'm gonna jump on the scale because I just I was like I, I started to feel a lot better um, I started to feel a little bit more energized and my clothes were starting to fit a little bit differently and so I was like, you know, I, I think I may have lost some weight. And so I jumped on the scale and I was like, holy cow, I did. Um, and so each week I've been um, doing really well, maintaining that and just continuing on a better lifestyle. So I'm just feeling really excited and I'm hoping that I can just turn this into habit Um because, yeah, it's just something I've always struggled with. I mean, I grew up eating very, very healthy. Every single meal was <laughs> always pretty nutritious. I mean, I was one of those kids who before school would always have a really good breakfast, whether that was like having cream of wheat with fruit or having oatmeal. We would always have like um, yogurt, granola, and um fruit sometimes we'd have pancakes or waffles or french toast like my family really was really good at doing that um which i really appreciate because i think it makes all the difference especially during your formative years but in addition to that for dinner we would always have a very healthy dinner like we'd always have a protein whether that was chicken or fish i feel like we ate a lot of fish um sometimes pork but not super often or beef and we would always have multiple vegetables so we would have like spinach squash corn carrots peas um beets asparagus we just had it all <laughs> and while i didn't love eating vegetables i am thankful that i grew up eating uh, relatively healthy throughout my childhood and so I think because of that, um, we didn't eat fast food very often. Like fast food was seen as a treat. And so anytime I would get fast food, it was just so exciting. <laughs> like getting a little Happy Meal was just, oh, it would make my day because it was something that I didn't have very often. And so I feel like once I got to college and even now as um, an older adult, and having more, you know, disposable income, I'm able to spend my money on whatever I'd like. And if that means I can go buy myself a Happy Meal, then um, I sure as hell am going to go buy myself a Happy Meal. But I think um, probably since like, hmm, I want to say like 2016, I started to develop a really bad habit of just going to fast food when I was feeling um very emotional whether that was really sad or really happy um or needed some something as comfort I would go get a burger and some fries and you know I never really had to had like a slow metabolism when I was a lot younger so I just felt like I could do it and I worked out every day I was very very active and I continued to do that <laughs> into my post-college days where 
I wasn't as active. I was still pretty active a couple years after graduation, but ooh, did that food just start to catch up with me? <laughs> and yeah, so I just developed a really bad habit and um I just I think I I also experienced started to experience a lot of binge eating, which was just really really awful. And so, yeah, that's just a little bit of insight as to why I'm feeling really excited about um, where I'm at right now with my health. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, I'm excited to continue sharing about this. I feel like sharing on this podcast keeps me accountable and it makes me, um, it just gives me something to look forward to, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I think I probably talked about this a little bit in an earlier episode, I believe it was episode two, New Year Resolutions Ain't It. Um, so if you want to hear a little bit more about how this journey started and why I've gotten a little bit more focused on my health, feel free to check out that episode if you haven't already. So I'm hoping that those of you listening are big fans of reality TV because I have just caught up watching Love is Blind and I I think this is honestly one of my favorite seasons because it is so messy. There's so much drama and the people that they cast are just redonkulous. I'm sorry, like there's two girls on the show who I, one, cannot stand. I think they're absolutely horrendous they're mean they're not nice they're cruel um and they also just seem super superficial super superficial wow i have a great vocabulary clearly um <laughs> but i oh, i love this show i i think the concept of it is so interesting especially as someone who just really loves dating shows in general and finds them fascinating <laughs> love is blind is truly one of a kind so if you're not familiar with this show, basically there's, I think there's like 15 men and 15 women and they are both, they're, both of these groups are living in separate living quarters. So there's like um, all the women living together and all of the men living together. And these men and women go on dates where they cannot see each other. So they're in what they call pods and they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other, which is hence why the show is called Love is Blind. And so basically they get to know all these people and hopefully they fall in love with someone over the span of like a week and then the guy proposes and then they go on a honeymoon and then they meet the family, they see where one another lives and then they decide whether or not they want to follow through with the wedding. I think this show is really interesting just because people genuinely seem to fall in love with someone in the matter in in the span of like a couple weeks which is absolutely insane <laughs> i love to do deep dives about reality shows that i'm interested in <laughs> because i love to learn about the behind the scenes and just the logistics of how these shows work but i read that even though they only go on these dates these blind dates for i think it's like seven days so a week in total before they decide if they want to get engaged to someone, 
they go on dates that are incredibly long. So some people, they have like an eight hour date and it's just talking nonstop with that person. Um, and it's really cute. Sometimes they plan cute dates, even though they can't see each other. So they'll bake for one another or um, they'll have like a silent disco dance party. Um, and they do a lot of fun things. And of course, a ton of that is edited out because, I mean, the show can only be so long. But I thought that was interesting context because I think if you talk to someone for like 15 hours straight or you talk to someone for like extremely long periods of time for every day for a week, I'm sure that would influence how you feel about someone because I was really trying to... (laughs) I was really trying to rationalize this process because I guess like comparing that to the real world, typically a date is like what, maybe a couple hours. If the date goes well, it'll be like a whole day or something a little bit longer. But usually I feel like dates are not going to be that long, especially in the beginning when you're starting to get to know each other or if you do something like relatively um, simple, uh, it's not going to be, you know, a 15 hour day. And so I guess like if you add up like, you know, if you have, let's say you have like three hour dates once a week, um, that's going to add up, right? So maybe like in five weeks, that'll be 15, 15 hours if you're spending like three hours with each other per week. And then so that's already a little bit over a month. Where versus this love is blind experience where they're spending like 15 hours with each other for one day. That is a lot of time. Um, But I remember watching the first season of this. And when I saw the first proposal, I was like, this is bonkers. I cannot believe this guy is confessing his love to her. I can't believe he's proposing. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's in love with him too. (laughs) It was just so different because there wasn't a a reality TV show that I know of that was similar to this. So props to Netflix. I think they're doing a phenomenal job with um, promoting or just like continuing to um, cast for this show because I really, really love it. But I I have a lot of opinions about this cast. First off, Micah and Irina. I am sorry, but those two women are, they just seem maybe just insecure or not very comfortable in who they are, which is why they're mean to other girls or they laugh at other girls' pain. Um, there is a scene where... Uh, one of the one woman in the house was crying because the guy that she really liked broke up with her, and that guy was also talking to uh, Micah, and Micah and Irina were just laughing and like spying on her and just hearing, trying to hear what she was crying about, and it was just like so high school. It just reminded me of just the icky people that I would never want to associate with now, and. It's funny because I think on TikTok and Instagram, they've like posted quote unquote apologies saying like, oh, like the way we coped with this, um, you know, this environment was through humor. Um, You know, we didn't mean any like 
any malice when we were laughing or whatever and I was just like "Mm, I call baloney I don't think that what you were doing was humor I think it was just being incredibly cruel and insensitive and I think the guy who who liked Irina his name was Zach I feel like he only liked her because she probably seemed very immature and he was probably thinking with um his junk down below rather than thinking with his head and his heart and that's why he didn't choose bliss in the first um in his, during his in his for, for his first proposal um which was a huge mistake and i didn't understand either why zach was getting he got upset or like offended when bliss told him that if he chose Irina, that it would reflect on his poor judgment and she would probably see him differently. I think that was such a valid observation or thing to call him out on because I mean, she had the context of living with her every day and I'm, I have no doubt that there were probably other things that Irina and Micah did together or said in the live in the house that they were all living together in that was not aired because production was probably like okay she's probably going to get enough heat already for what we're showing so maybe let's save some of this footage so that she doesn't get eaten alive by all of the social media sharks but yeah I thought that was interesting and I am kind of confused because I thought I mean, Zach is a little interesting, but I don't understand why everyone in the cast thinks he's like really bizarre and just really out there because I think he's just a little bit nerdy. (laughs) I wouldn't say he's weird. Like I'm kind of trying to figure out why everyone thinks like he's just super, super, super bizarre. Um, But I am really happy for him and Bliss. I'm surprised that she accepted his proposal. Like, that was really interesting. But I I hope it works out. I feel like they have pretty good chemistry. And there's actually potential for them to work. Because they she seems a lot more mature and put together and just sure of herself in comparison to him. I mean... I think it says a lot that he's a lawyer and he's opening his own firm or yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, that doesn't that also doesn't mean that you're ready for marriage. Um, But hopefully if they do get married, they last. I have hope. (laughs) I'm really trying to be optimistic for these people because I love love. I love just seeing people fall in love because I don't know. I think it's just such a beautiful thing. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I, I, it's so interesting how they cast these people because most of the people on like in the men and women's groups, like you don't even see them. You see them maybe once or twice in a couple scenes and that's it. Like they only focus on a couple storylines. And I'm sure it's because some of the other people's storylines are just not as interesting. But I've heard that in past seasons, there have been couples who actually did follow through with um getting to know each other and getting married but it just like wasn't aired because I guess they weren't interesting enough um but I would love to know who those people are because that's kind of sad (laughs) if anything wouldn't that add more like credibility to the show um who knows but yeah I think that's kind of interesting so okay I also need to talk about Jackie is that her name Jackie and Marshall Oh my gosh, Jackie is a hot mess express. 
she doesn't seem like she is ready to settle down with someone that she actually needs. I feel like she just loves going after like the macho guy who is going to be very dominant over her and maybe just like a little bit too toxic because that's what she's used to. That's what she's always been attracted to. And so she always said that like Marshall was the type of guy that she needed. But I was just like, well, okay, I get that. But are you just saying that to convince yourself that you're actually into him? Because as soon as they got out of the pods, I was like, hmm, I don't think I don't think this is going to last. And clearly it didn't. Um, I low-key think that she cheated on Marshall while she was um, when she, uh, by talking to um, Josh, which was like the other guy who was really into her. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't understand Jackie. <laughs> she seems like very, um, she loves drama, that's for sure. And instead of just like being honest about how she feels and what she wants, I feel like she tries to start fights in the hopes that maybe Marshall will end things for her so that she doesn't have to do it because she's too much of a coward to do it. Um, but to be fair, Marshall did say some things that were like a little bit problematic. Like when he told her that he viewed her as a project, I was like, um, that's weird. And if anybody told me that I would be extremely offended. So I know Marshall's not completely innocent, but he also doesn't deserve the way that Jackie has been tr like treated him throughout, um, the process post pods. Um, but she just seems very um, just unpredictable. And I'm sure that, of course, you can create so many different narratives when you edit hours and hours of footage. But she just seems very immature. <laughs> um, and it was I just thought it was really sad how like she seemed to just put him down all the time and just... Um, like, when he would ask her, like, well, what do you need from me? Or, like, what can I do? She would just, like, start crying or just make a huge deal or just didn't want to talk about it. And then she would always have this excuse saying that she didn't know how her family would accept this. Like, she's worried about what they're going to think. But in reality, like, if you really love someone or you're really into someone, you're not really like, of course, you're going to care about your family's opinion, but I feel like you're not going to let that stop you from pursuing someone that you're madly in love with. I'm sorry. I just don't think. Yeah, I just thought that was just such a baloney excuse um, and really sad, honestly. But when she didn't show up to I think it was Chelsea's birthday thing at the bar with Marshall, like she showed up separately. I was like, OK, that's a little weird. And that's also just like asking for people to want to know what's going on and trying to like dig deeper into like all the drama that's happening. Um, so I thought that was just kind of messed up. And then even for the dress, like the wedding dress fitting, she didn't show up to that. And instead of talking to Marshall prior to that as an adult, before he also went to his suit fitting or his tuxedo fitting, she just didn't show up and told him after the fact. I thought that was kind of messed up. That was just seemed very like selfish. And 
the way that they aired it, like they showed her going to meet up with Josh while the dress um, fitting was happening. Who knows if they actually happened in the same day, like if she went to meet up with Josh instead, or it could have happened another day and the way they, they just like trimmed everything together made it look like it was the same day. But that was just a weird conversation. I feel like she's only interested in Josh probably because he has cauliflower ear and she's like oh he's probably a fighter like he's really macho or he's just really he's just the dominant mask has dominant masculine energy that I really want I feel like that's low-key why she's after him I personally don't even think he's that cute um but yeah I thought that was that was interesting um and also I think I think Marshall maybe should have well I don't know because I guess if you really love someone you are going to try your best to try and work things out to try and talk things out do whatever you can to problem solve and grow together and instead she would just kept pushing him away so I guess I can't say that he should have just walked away because if you really love someone sometimes you just have to fight for that and you have to put in a lot of effort and it's not always going to be easy um but yeah I <laughs> I am just not super into Jackie. I also want to talk a little bit about the first time that Zach and Irina met each other. <laughs> I think if I was on the show, like this would be my worst nightmare is like really being into somebody, maybe falling in love with them and then meeting them face to face and just not being attracted to them at all. Like, oh man, that is so awkward. Cause it'd be like, what do you say? Like, I wouldn't want to like kiss that person or I'd probably be a little bit hesitant, but it's funny because I feel like on the show, whenever they're not super attracted to the person, they're just like, whoa, like this is so weird. Like, it's so weird to see you face to face. Like they say that instead of being like, oh, that's what you look like? <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they first met, I was like, oh man, poor Zach. Because he, he is a little bit different. He's a little unique, but I think he means well. Um, and I just thought it was kind of mean when Irina told him that he looked like a cartoon character. And she kept telling him to blink. She was like, why aren't you blinking? You're just staring at me. Um, I mean, maybe she didn't mean anything bad by that, but it just like, I think that in addition to the other things she was saying to him, just, it just did not look very like the, like they were going to last. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. And I wonder too, like, I wonder if Zach was really attracted to her. I think he was attracted to her, but maybe he I don't know. It was interesting. And then when they went on the honeymoon, I thought that was so sad because every time he would try to be affectionate with her, like hug her, put his arm around her, maybe even try to kiss her, she would just swerve him every single time, which is so sad. <laughs> um, and of course, I think she used the excuse saying like, oh, you know, I just like, it's going to take me a little bit to want to be affectionate. It's like, girl, no, you're just not into him. And granted, I think she is one of the youngest people in the cast. I want to say she was like 25 or so. Um, and isn't it like when like your frontal lobe doesn't fully develop until you're 25? Or is that just for men? I don't know. But either way, she just seemed like 
I think her age really showed super clearly in the way that she reacted. It just seemed very immature and just very insensitive. I mean, I think it's fair to say that most people who go on this show, sure, maybe they are genuinely hoping that they meet someone that they could fall in love with. But I think a lot of people also go on the show for clout or as a way to just give them a bigger platform to accelerate their career or maybe even take a shift in their career. Like, I think there's a lot of people who, who knows, maybe they're a nurse or they're like in marketing or something and they use going on a reality TV show as a stepping stone to just become an influencer. Um, and honestly, no hate on that. I think that is a really interesting uh, source of income. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on it because uh, some social media influencers, they make millions um, every year. It's crazy. So, I mean, if you can do it, more power to you. But I think Irina was definitely one of those people. I don't think she was genuinely trying to find love. It, if anything, it seemed like she was only saying yes to Zach because she knew that if she said yes, it would advance her to like the next quote unquote round of the show, which would give her more visibility and more people would like get to know her. Um, so, I mean, having more airtime is obviously a, pro a plus if you're trying to um, become a familiar, familiar name or become an influencer. And yeah, I just think that was very evident. Um, but when they were on the honeymoon phase uh, with all the other couples and they were having the beach party and Irina was like all up on Paul saying that she was attracted to him and all of that. I thought that was so messed up because Paul, I think his name's Paul. Yeah. Paul is like her bestie, Micah's um, fiance. It's like if my best friend was trying to get at my boo um, behind my back, telling them that they thought like he, they were very attractive or anything like that, I would be so upset. Whether or not my fiance shut it down, I think I would still be upset because it's like, why would you, why would you make them uncomfortable? Uh, and why would you betray me like that? That was just super, super messed up. So it was clearly, I'm like, I don't know. She just seems like the type of girl who is like maybe super nice, might be super nice to your face and say that you're her best friend. And then the moment you walk away, she starts talking crap about you to everyone else. Like she's the person that you just don't tell your personal business to because she is just going to use that against you and probably spread so many lies about you like she just seems so high school and immature it just gets under my skin <laughs> maybe she's actually a nice person i would love to give her the benefit of the doubt but just the way she was on the show it was not it was just not very nice um but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting scene <laughs> um and i was really proud of Micah for actually confronting her about it. Um, whether or not I like Micah, I think that is not the, an easy thing to do, just confrontation in general. Some people are better at it than others, but it's just uncomfortable confronting anyone ever. So I thought that was interesting. And it was just kind of funny because I feel like Irina was just kind of like, whatever about it. But yeah, I'm 
curious to see how the reunion goes because I want to see what Mike is going to say to Irina or just what Irina is going to have to say. Like, is she going to apologize? Is she going to acknowledge just the bad choices that she made? I know that during a lot of film, like all of the filming, I'm sure most of them are pretty intoxicated, um, which kind of makes sense as to like why they make poor decisions because, you know, when alcohol is involved, sometimes you are just not the best version of yourself. I mean, that's not an excuse, but maybe that's why she was just acting so messy. Um, but I was really happy that Zach ended up dumping her and just saying like, yeah, I think we need to call this because it's like, why drag it out? And we know, we all know Irina was never going to come around and I felt like she was never going to actually try to, um, become more affectionate or just try to, um, work things out with Zach because she was just straight up not into him at all. And the fact that Zach decided to go after bliss right after that was a bold move i don't know if i would have even given him my time of day if i was bliss but i thought that was interesting how she decided to meet up with him after he got back from like the honeymoon trip and she gave him a chance and actually accepted his proposal I thought his proposal was kind of dull. I was like, that's it? I, I need a little bit more from you. Like, I need, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of bleh. But maybe they're going to work out. I'm hopeful that they're going to work out, actually, because they do seem, they seem pretty compatible. Like, they're very different, but I think they're also intellectually just very aligned with each other. Um, but yeah. <laughs> It was just so weird. So, so weird thinking about. Um, and I feel bad for Bliss having to have dealt with Irina when they were still dating Zach in the pods. Because you could tell, I don't know, it seemed like Irina was only into him too. Maybe because of just the competition or just having the satisfaction of knowing that someone else who someone else um would prefer you over them or something instead like it's kind of like a competitive mentality maybe that's why I don't know it was just weird um <laughs> but it was really sad too when Zach met um Bliss's family I felt really bad because Bliss's dad was just not about it which is fair because it's like if my child came to me and said, oh, by the way, I'm engaged to so-and-so and we've known each other for like two weeks, I would be like, um, excuse me? <laughs> like, let's back the tow truck up. That is not going to happen. Um, but he just seemed really upset and just not interested in being at that dinner to meet him at all, which was just kind of sad. And I thought it was funny because it was like polar opposite of the way that Bliss's mom reacted like she was so happy and just really excited to see her daughter in love and just wanted to celebrate the moment for her. So I was like, hmm, maybe that's why she and her like Bliss's mom and dad are divorced because they're just way too different. <laughs> um, but I also yeah, I just that was interesting. Um and when she met Zach's family, I really liked that. They seemed very genuine, very excited. Um, I like that they 
they were very welcoming and warm to her and they i think they were like oh we really like you like you, you're so great i just thought that was really sweet um so i'm happy that at least they like his family is supportive and then um half of bliss's family is also supportive but yeah i don't know what i would say i always think about what i would tell my mom if i went on a show like this and i said oh by the way i fell in love and i'm engaged she would probably be like what in the world although the first question she'd ask is like is he a christian <laughs> is he a man of god that would be her first concern um so i think <laughs> maybe she would be more excited than i realize but i yeah, I don't know what I would say. I feel like it would, I, I think it would be more intimidated to tell my siblings because my siblings would just be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and they wouldn't necessarily say that to my face, but I would just know that's what they were thinking probably. Um, so I just have a lot of respect for people who go on this show. Um, but let's talk about Brett and Tiffany. I haven't talked about them yet just because, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they genuinely love each other and seem very compatible. Um, they seem so mature. I really love that Tiffany is, I think, 36 years old. And she just seems to feel very confident in herself. She's very experienced with dating. She knows what she wants. And she's not afraid to voice what she wants. And I think Brett is really, really genuinely in love with her and wants to support her. And of course, while he lives a bougie lifestyle and might be a little bougier than Tiffany's, I think they seem like they'll be okay with compromise and being able to adjust to each other's lifestyles, which is really beautiful to see. I mean, I always love to see black love because it's just so beautiful and it needs to be celebrated more. <laughs> um, but I don't think that I don't really have any doubt that they're not going to end up getting married. I think, if anything, they're probably going to be one of the only couples that gets married. But, of course, I just had to make sure that I didn't forget them because, I mean, they're probably the most perfect couple out of this entire season. I cannot wait for the reunion episode because I think it's going to be really messy and I'm really curious to see how Netflix is going to organize this because I guess it's going to be a live show. Like how does that work? Like are if you're not able to tune in when it's live, are they still going to make it accessible on Netflix? Like how is this going to work? I'm very, very curious. I cannot wait. <laughs> and I hope they actually ask really difficult questions, questions that everyone wants to know. I really hope they grill Irina and Micah because Lord knows they need to be held accountable just for the way that they acted towards other women um, when they were living together. Um, especially Micah. I feel like she's low-key kind of hypocritical because Micah was upset with Irina because Irina was flirting with Paul. Meanwhile, Micah has been flirting with Kwame. Actually, this is a question. Is it Kwame or Kwame? Because I feel like he introduced himself as saying Kwame. Um, I mean, I have a friend whose name is Kwame. It's spelled exactly the same. So I was just wondering. It's like, I feel like everyone's saying it differently. Some people say Kwame. Some people say Kwame. Like, what is the correct pronunciation? Um, <laughs> but anyway, it seemed like she kept flirting with him. Meanwhile, she says she's in love with Paul, although I don't really see the chemistry there. I don't think that that's going to be a very long lasting relationship. 
So I just thought that was kind of hypocritical that she was upset with Irina. Cause I'm like, girl, you're literally doing the same thing. Um, and I think Chelsea was pretty mature about how she addressed that with, um, with Micah. Although, so, okay, let me back up. I think Chelsea is really great. She's probably one of the most mature women on this season. Um, I think she seems to be a really wonderful partner. Like she really knows how to validate her partner and show them how much she loves them and she's willing to compromise. I think she's just, she has a lot of love to give. Like that is no secret at all. Um, but sometimes I kind of felt like maybe she was trying to overcompensate for how in love she and Kwame were in front of everyone else. Like, like they kept saying, oh, hey, babe, or I love you, babe, or do I have anything in my teeth, babe? It's just like too much. I was like, okay, we get it. You don't need to prove yourself to everyone else. Just worry about your relationship. Um, nobody else needs to like... You don't need to prove anything to anyone unless you're actually deep down a little concerned about how sustainable your relationship is. Because Kwame, I feel like he has one foot out the door and he is just ready to bolt because he just does not seem committed at all. When he said that he lives in Portland and Chelsea said that she lives in Seattle and wants him to move to Seattle. And one of the first things he said was, well, my running group is in Portland. I'm like, sir you can find a running group in any city. I feel like every city has a running group. It is not that hard to find people. Like, are you that committed to your running group? Like you can find people. Um, I just thought that was just a really lame excuse. Um, and he just, honestly, he irks me so much. I don't even know why. He, well, I'm sure he's on the show for clout too. Cause apparently he was also on another reality TV show. I think it was married at first sight. So I'm like, how the heck did he get onto this show? And yeah, like when he called his mom, he told Chelsea, he was going to call his mom to tell her like that he's engaged I was really confused because I was like, is he actually on the phone with someone or is he just saying that his like pretending that his mom answered and this is what she said? Because they didn't even air what she said. I feel like usually when someone has a phone call, they will like put a mic to it and like you can hear what, how the other person's responding. Maybe the mom just wanted the privacy. So that's why they didn't include it. But at the same time, just the way that, or just the way that he was saying things, I was like, I feel like he either didn't really actually call her or maybe prior to going on the show, maybe he told his mom like, Hey, like if I get engaged, I need you to pretend that you're just really not supportive about this because I just don't actually want to go through with getting married to someone. He just low key seems like a snake like that. I feel like he would do something like that. Um, but I feel bad for Chelsea because you could tell she's just so in love with him and she really wants to make it work and he is just not committed. He's not committed. Um, and I really hope that she is not completely devastated when he breaks her heart because I don't think he's going to say yes at the altar. But at the same time, I kind of hope she says no. I hope they give her the opportunity to say no first because I want, I feel like that would be a powerful moment. Like if you saw season three, I feel like that would be like a, or is it season two? I can't remember which season, but the season with Deep D, I feel like it would be that kind of moment 
Um, it would be very empowering for her. And I think a lot of people would be um, happy for her. The fact that like she stood up for herself and realized that she deserved a lot more. Um, because I think a lot of people who watch these types of shows, re- like dating reality, like love type of shows, they always like see themselves in these shows. And when you see someone get their heart broken, I mean, a lot of people can relate to getting their heart broken um, and just feeling devastated when, you know, someone breaks up with someone on the show. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for her and she's going to have a lot of fans <laughs> after I'm sure. Um, so I'm, yeah, I think that's my prediction that she says no at the altar. I really hope so because Kwame is just, uh, he sucks. He really, 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 really sucks. And I think he's still into Micah. And I feel like if he had the opportunity, he would probably hook up with Micah if Micah like gave him the okay. Because she also seems like she's into him too. And I don't know how I feel about that. It just seems like so sus and just like really snake-like behavior. I'm very hopeful that in the reunion, maybe they'll show footage that they didn't show during each of the episodes to like validate some people's assumptions just about like how uncommitted some of these people are to their partners (laughs) kind of like how they showed unseen footage in the reunion last season like the whole cuties thing when cole told zenob that she needed to um save her appetite for dinner and that she shouldn't have so many cuties or whatever I kind of hope that they air something so that it just validates everything that we're all thinking. But anyway, those are, that is just like a, I I thought I was just going to do a quick recap (laughs) of watching the show. Um, But overall, I am just super happy with this season. I think it was really, really great. Um, Of course, well, I get super annoyed with some of the cast members I mean, it's also what makes the show entertaining. We watch these shows because of the drama, because these people irk us and they make terrible decisions. (laughs) Because if everyone was like Brett and Tiffany, no one would watch the show because that's not going to be entertaining. It's going to be very predictable. Um, And people don't want to see that. People want to see a mess on TV. That's why people watch the Real Housewives shows and people watch you know, love and hip hop or The Bachelor and all of that because people love to see the drama, especially like if you just live a normal life. It's kind of hard to relate to these extravagant experiences that these people have on these shows. (laughs) And so it's just kind of fun. It's like if you don't have drama in your life, it's kind of fun to be entertained by this drama that you see on your television screen. Um. But yeah, I am super excited for the the final episodes. I think my predictions are um hopefully hopefully Paul and Micah don't last. Hopefully he says no. Cuz I don't even think that they have great chemistry and I feel like he's not that into her. And I think Micah's friends really sucked and really turned him off to wanting to just be a part of Micah's circle in the real world. Real world. I cannot pronounce my R's. Um, So I think he's going to say no. And then I think Bliss and Zach will actually get married. I I could see that working. Of course, Brett and Tiffany are going to get married. 
Kwame and Chelsea, I think she's going to say no or he's going to say no. Like, I don't think they're going to follow through with anything at all. Um, who am I missing? Kwame, Chelsea, Bliss. Uh, feel like that's it. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anyone. Oh, and Jackie, of course, like they didn't follow through. Uh, imagine if Jackie and Josh ended up getting engaged. Oh my gosh, that would be mind blowing. I would be so upset. <laughs> I would be like, you don't deserve happiness. You broke Marshall's heart. And I wouldn't say that. But yeah, I'm curious to see if they show how her relationship with Josh progresses. Um, but also, fun fact, apparently Marshall is cousins with Justin from The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Um, he's like known for his crazy facial expressions. I think, I don't know if he's full black or like what he is, but he's black. If that adds any context, I don't know what his last name is. It's like Glaze or Glacier or something like that. But apparently they're related. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I guess, you know, if one family member gets the in, it opens doors for everyone else. <laughs> um, but they seem like good people. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited I love watching this show. I hope they continue to cast for the show. I think the next season they're going to have the cast in Washington, D.C., which is going to be super interesting. I'm real stoked for that because I think Washington, D.C. people are just such a different breed. And I feel like they're going to be a little bit more mature because I like the vibe there is just a lot more focused, professional So maybe it's going to be people who are like really, really invested in finding someone that they um, can spend the rest of their life with. But anyway, yes, these are my thoughts. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed my scatterbrain and me going back and forth (laughs) to to talk about what I think of each of these couples. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited. If you enjoyed today's episode or you know someone who might really enjoy any of my episodes, please share this podcast with them and tell them to follow, rate, and review this show. I will absolutely love you forever. And I truly, truly appreciate any type of support. (laughs) Um, So thank you for tuning in. And I have got to go because I need to pack for my trip to Colorado tomorrow. Um, But I hope y'all have a great rest of your day. And thanks for listening. I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.